Hello everyone, Christopher here. The pandemic has dealt Exoplanetary's production a bit of a blow, but I am happy to report that we plan to continue on and are exploring remote recording techniques, uh, some of which will be on display in this very episode. The biggest cause for delay has been a number of personal setbacks, including the loss of a computer I used to edit the first several episodes. If it were not for our loyal and patient patrons, this recovery would have taken much longer. As it is, we were able to replace the computer, rescue a number of important files, and ultimately remount scenes. If you can support us, please do. Patreon.com slash exoplanetary. I'm grateful to those who've been there for us in the last few years, and I'm certainly going to be grateful to those who show up uh, show up now. It's uh, it's been very humbling to see all of you uh, check in and ask how we're doing. Uh, we're fine, we're fine, and uh, hope you please stay with us afterwards. There will be a quick announcement about a new outreach effort for our listeners. I hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you again. Exoplanetary, the adventures of the space-faring Wolverton family and their friends far in the future. Tonight's episode, Please Don't Forget to Feed the Cat. Many years ago, I led my last mission for Exoplanetary's security wing. I lost good people on that mission. Not just colleagues, but friends. Siblings in arms. I put that life behind me, and I decided that human beings would always disappoint me. I built a home for abused and abandoned artificial life within an amusement park in space. At long last, I found my place in the cosmos. But that ended when a terrorist attack violated my new home. An attack from a group long thought dormant, Chaturanga. Years ago, my mother encountered them at... Chaturanga's attack on the park was the only thing that might have called me back into security. For the sake of the androids, for the sake of my mother, I couldn't say no. It didn't take me long to find a lead on a Chaturanga base. The planet is named Letica. No owners, no industry, no reports or surveys. Lots of sand with some vegetation, like palm trees with red and pink fronds. Yet my sensors show as many as 200 humans on the planet. It seems like they are positioned near the equator, a massive training camp perhaps. Final approach. 
Go retro rockets. Oh, come on, retros. Go. Go, damn it! Come on! Come on! Power down. Power down. Open, damn it. Open. <laughs> All right. Let's get a look at you from the outside. Ah, oh, jeez, Louise. Encrypted distress signal. Ben Wolverton, cast away from the Orpheus, still in orbit. I took a one-person lander to the surface. Retro Rocket 4 malfunctioned, leading to an emergency landing. I am here on a special security mission for the Exoplanetary Corporation. Please use utmost caution in my extraction. Restrict communication to encrypted channel. Danger level is Alpha Alpha. Repeat. Alpha Alpha. Wolverton out. I need to find cover. Not a lot of options here. EDS, addendum. Taking refuge in large, rocky escarpment several meters to the south-southwest of the crash site. Wolverton out. Oh, great. On, you great unwashed mass of humanity! Now, now, brother. We can't break them. We must move this herd across the desert to the great oasis. Humans! Bah! What good are they, really? You grace them for years with your presence, and what do you get? Water. Water. You see? She's useless now. She's not even scratching me the right way. Uh. No, brother. You know that her madge demands that we keep our claws sheathed during the journey. You saw what that fool was doing. She was petting my belly. She's lucky I didn't go for the throat. Yeah, yeah. Get moving, you furnace freaks. Hey, are you Ben Wolverton? Quiet. We don't know how well they can hear. I'm sorry. Are you Ben Wolverton? The person from the encrypted distress signal? Who are you? Oh, introductions, yes. I prefer fist bumps. I'm the Venerable August Rutherford. My pronouns are they, them. Ben Wolverton, he, him. Did you say the Venerable? Yes, I'm a monastic cleric. If you're the Wolverton I'm thinking of, I studied with Brother Dustin. He passed, I'm afraid. He did? But I just heard his last podcast. What's a podcast? My goodness, your ordeal. It's left you feeling a little out of sorts, hasn't it? Let me take you back to my cave. It's over this way. I'm not going anywhere with you until you show me some identification. This just isn't that sort of planet, my friend. This world is completely devoid of civilization by our standards. There's only you, me, the felines, and shabby remnants of the people who serve them. Why are you here? 
The Exoplanetary Corporation funded my research. I'm a scientist as well as a cleric. My field is xenothropology. Oh, you study alien societies? I do, friend Ben. Please trust that I'm armed with nothing deadlier than knowledge. Now, let's be off to my cave before those cats see us again. cave is amazing. You're completely hidden. The secret door does most of the work. That and the lights. So, you're studying the cat people? Not them specifically. When humans met the Arachnidians, it was remarkable how like Earth spiders they were. True. Was that because there are only a few biological types? No, that seems unlikely. Occam's razor. What is the simplest answer? Do you have a theory? What if the evolution of extraterrestrials that resemble creatures familiar to humans were the result of human interstellar travel? How would that work? I'm glad you asked. In the case of Arachnidians, what if a human spaceship were taken from our time to the beginning of time? And what if the spiders hiding in the corners of that spaceship survived the crash landing and thrived on some new planet billions of years ago? And evolved into the Arachnidians? That's the theory. I mean, to go backwards in time like that, it would require some phenomena we don't entirely understand or tech that doesn't exist. Such as? Such as a faster-than-light spaceship having some sort of an error, or something going wrong with the exoports, or even time travel. Time travel, huh? You might be onto something, August. Oh, I most certainly am. No sooner than I created a theoretical model of what sort of energy signatures such an incident would leave, I found it on this planet. And the felines, too. <laughs> what the hell? Don't be startled, don't be startled. This is Doris. She was enslaved by the felines. She was wounded and they left her behind. I nursed her back to health. Oh my. If the cats evolved over the years, where did the humans fit into the picture? Well, some planets attract more shipwrecks than others. My guess is that Doris might be descended from humans who crashed here. And the cats turned them into servants? Oh no, friend Ben. Servants are paid. Doris and her kind are slaves. <laughs> but that's over for you, isn't it, Doris? Why don't you go to the other room for a bit? Thank you. Can she not communicate? Not that I can tell. Most of the human slaves can't speak. Not coherently. We must free them. Just the two of us? Unless you have some other friends from seminary around, or maybe a Zeta Alpha unit. Just me. Well, Venerable One, we're going to free as many of them as we can and get them off this planet. I'll help, of course. How many can you fit into your lander? It's a one-person lander, and busted. We're going to use your ship. My ship? I... What makes you think I have a ship? I know how you clerical types run. Probably a self-fueling lander of some sort, ready and waiting, in case you need to make a quick escape. Designed for seven, but can hold up to twenty without any cargo. Don't worry, you can always come back. It isn't that, friend Ben. It's two things. First, it's very unusual for xenothropologists to interact with their subjects. I'm supposed to maintain my distance and observe. I'd say you've done enough observing, Venerable One. We need action. I need a way off this planet. You can stay here if you want, but I have a feeling I've been led on a wild cat chase, and I'm eager to get back to work. What was the other thing? Hmm? Oh. 
Well, that second thing was that I do have a ship. A self-fueling lander, like you say. Good. Why are you making that face? The felines. They like to sleep on it. It gets warm, you see, and... Oh my, you appear to have a headache, friend Ben. How unpleasant. Let me make you some tea or, or coffee. Espresso? <laughs> Hush, Doris, they'll hear us. Dozens of them. And for each one of them, a human slave. Why don't they rise up? Well, the shortest felines are still nearly six feet tall. They may be descended from domesticated felines, but they're more like the great cats of ancient Earth. Beyond that, I have a theory. A parasite transferred from the felines to the humans makes them predisposed to meet their needs. How does the parasite infect the humans? Well, in addition to feeding the felines and stroking their fur, the humans also attend to their... their feces. <laughs> Yuck. Unsavory as it may be, friend Ben, it's not without precedent. And no matter how much I deprogram poor Doris here, she's still obsessed with the furry tyrants. Kitty! Oh, kitty! You see, even being this far away is dangerous. Do they always sleep on the lander? Just one of them would be too much for me, hand to hand. Or, uh, hand to paw. They leave at night. That's when they hunt. Hmm. Oh my. We're about to witness one of their rituals. Rituals? The feline anthem! Everyone rise, stretch out, get a good stretch, come on lazy bones, and there you go. Be upstanding, oh feline brothers and sisters. Are you all ready for the grand hunt tonight? I can't wait, fresh lizards are my favorite. A cat can grow tired of lizards, oh brother. I want prey the size of a human, but with the ferocity of a cat. There's no such beast on this world. Oh, I can dream, can't I? Just so long as you don't eat any more of the humans, we've finally got their numbers back up. Right. we better get on with the anthem. Her madge is nearly roused. Memory is hazy Although we're very agile We are also rather lazy And just because we eat a lot Tonight be getting fat Please don't forget to feed the cat We require three course meals Spread throughout the day Breakfast, brunch, and lemons Lunch, dinner, and buffets Followed by tea and supper And a midnight feast So don't forget to feed us all You'll wake the sleeping beast Row! And we find nothing impressive Row! We're always landing on our feet Row! And we play with our meat Don't just stand around whilst we laze upon the floor I'll lick up her and stroke our ears and clean our monkey paws Feed 
Christmas cream and caviar, true to steak and more. Oh, disobey or run away and you will feel our claws. We'll hang you by your ankle so that you can dangle string. Oh, strap a feather to your head, we'll chase it as you swing. We'll dress you up as little mice and torture you all day. We'll break your legs and laugh at you trying to crawl away. Ha! But we're naughty Wow! And sometimes very haughty Wow! Evil pronged out our males Wow! And we're worse than killer whales Remember your place, or be treated like a rat You are born to serve and we are born to rule Cause you are very soft and we're sharp, clawed and cruel There's nothing as exciting as splitting open skin And seeing all the bits inside wobbling within We'll take your bloody guts and bones and leave them on the mat So just remember never ever forget to feed the cat Presenting Queen Nefertiti! Alright, you lot. What time is it? That sun's straight up in the sky. That one's setting. Bloody days are the half over or nearly done. Hand me that catnip, love. <sighs> Tala. Keep that nearby. <coughs> Loyal subjects, I have risen from my regal sleep to address you. I was having a glorious dream about chasing a rodent. About a quarter of my size. I ran down a flight of steps, smack dab into a frying pan the rodent was holding out. It flattened my face and caused my body to crumple into a sort of squeeze box. Yes. Yes, and I made accordion noises as well. Loyal subjects. I see a vile portent in this dream. Instead of happy dreams of mouse sandwiches, mouse tacos, mouse cream sundaes, spaghetti and mouse balls and other improbable rodent foodstuffs, I was instead thwarted by my prey. Yes, loyal subjects. Because of this premonition, we must make this grand hunt the most ferocious of all. will go on this grand hunt at dark, right? Maybe. What do you mean, maybe? 
This is their way, friend Ben. These felines rise, having taken a long nap in the delicious warmth of these twin suns. Then they declare the next grand hunt. Every night. They go out hunting every night? No, you misunderstand me, my friend. They declare a grand hunt. They just as often go back to sleep until the next day. So, you mean I've got to wait here until they're good and ready to go hunt? More or less. Very disappointing. I understand your frustration, friend Ben. If you want, we can go back to- I'm not going anywhere. I can't wait on this planet until those cats decide to get frisky. I need to get them, in the manner of Glenn Miller, in the mood. In the what? Glenn who? How tall are you, August? How many fronds are on these trees? I just... Hey, wait. Why are you making me stand like this? Some trickster sent me to this planet to get me out of the way. If they thought those cats could make short work of me, well, my pride's a little hurt. But two can play at tricks and games, and we can rescue some of these unfortunate humans at the same time. Am I to take it that I'll be helping with this trick? Oh, I hope not, friend Ben. I'm not much for adventures and escapades. My blood is roaring for a festive hunt. Me too. When did you want to get up? Well, when's her madge going to rouse herself? I think she's sacked out. I suppose the lizards will still be there tomorrow. What's that noise? I don't see anything. Could have sworn I heard... There it is again! Look, that creature's flying. Flying beasts aren't allowed! Since when? Well, when was the last time you saw a flying creature? Well, I... I'm not sure, oh brother. See? And we can't fly, so it's obviously not allowed. Let's kill it! Friend Ben? Friend Ben? When I told you that I wasn't afraid of heights, I neglected to mention that I'm afraid of falling! Look! The flying creature landed. At least I think that was a landing. Excellent! The great hunt begins! Keep running, venerable one. Let's hope that hastily assembled bird costume is sturdier than that rope. What? What for you do? It's a distraction while I get the ship's hatch open. There. Time to go. Listen up, fellow humans. We'll be back to rescue more of you, but for now, I need a few brave volunteers. Come on, people. These cats are liable to exploit you and play roughly with you until you die. Now get on board. What is wrong with you all? We love Kitty. Wait, 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 what? What did you say? We love Kitty. So soft. I love Kitty. Such a kitty. Such yes. A pretty. Such a kitty. So soft. Good grief. You've all been hypnotized or something by these cats. Kitty! Thank goodness, friend Ben. I didn't think I was going to make it. Where did they get horses? I don't know. 
one thing led to another. It was all terribly confusing. I take it all back. I want to leave this planet and never come back. Take it easy there, venerable one. I'm just trying to get some of these people on board. Even Doris? Hello. Kitties! Oh dear, she's regressed. We'd better get going. But Doris, you must come, you must. If you don't, it was all for nothing. Venerable one? What if, what if we got you a small kitty when we get there? Small kitty? Stop him, you fools. He's about to steal our giant womb bed. Stay back. Scat. Scat. What am I doing? Hand me that laser. What, this one? Yes, mine was destroyed in the crash. All right, this is a warning shot. I don't get it. It's firing a beam, but look, it's like it's not hurting them. Of course not, friend Ben. What do you take me for? I'm a strict pacifist. I'd never allow a weapon on my ship. What? Clerical regulations require that I keep it, but I disabled it. Now it only fires a harmless beam of light. <gasps> Wait a minute. The cats need to be chasing the beam. Kitty! That's right, Doris. The kitties seem to really enjoy following the beam of light. Here, venerable one, you keep them entertained while I initiate liftoff. Aye, aye, friend Ben. Here, kitty. Get the dot, get the dot. I don't understand. What is this foul dot doing here on the ground? We keep killing at you, man. Yes, but it doesn't seem to die. Here, I, I think I have it. Oh, no. Good way. Die, you stupid red dot. Die. This is so upsetting. Right. This is really annoying me. Annoying you? I must have killed it 20 times already. Why won't it stay murdered? If you lot broke murder, I shall have a total fit. And you won't like it. This was certainly not the auspicious security mission that I planned. Clearly, my source was compromised in some way. I sent the venerable August Rutherford and Doris on their way. They say that Doris and the other human slaves may never fully recover from their ordeal at the hands of the feline humanoids. Doris's very DNA might have changed, predisposing her to be in service to a feline for the rest of her life. Thankfully, the cats we have back in civilization are more manageable. You know, I, I never really understood cat people. Turns out I understand feline humanoids even less. If this mission has taught me anything, it's that I can't afford to go it alone. Had there been support waiting aboard the Orpheus, this mission might have taken five minutes. For someone to support me in my search for Chaturanga, I'll need people I trust. Close, like family, but trained for the job. There are only two people in the galaxy who fit that bill, and they're generally in the same place. Setting coordinates for the lunar metropolis, Earth's moon.
Avast! Wolverton appears to have survived the trap I set for him. Uh, a cunning man. Too cunning. Still, there's no ship in the seas or stars can escape me. I'm nay far behind you, Ben Wolverton. When I get ye, ye'll stay got, or my name's not Long John Silver. You have been listening to Exoplanetary. Please don't forget to feed the cat. Written by C. Christopher Hart. Performed by... David Loftus as Ben Wolverton. Heidi Stefan as the Venerable August Rutherford. Rob Harrison as Nebuchadnezzar. Paul Chetty as Charlemagne. Sarah Gilding as Nefertiti. Rhiannon Dowling as Doris. And Sam A. Mowry as Long John Silver. Produced by C. Christopher Hart. Music provided by Jacob Jansen. Sound effects by Danger Marshall. Please don't forget to feed the cat. Music and lyrics by Rob Harrison and Paul Chetty. Performed by Rob Harrison. This play, the characters, situations, and associated intellectual property, copyright 2020, by C. Christopher Hart. All rights reserved. Recorded at the Willamette Radio Workshop Studio in sunny Portland, Oregon. Thank you for joining us. We're going to resume reading reviews next time, but please continue leaving those reviews on your podcatcher of choice, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen, please review, rate and review. Uh, We'd also like to hear from our listeners. Tell us what you like, what you've enjoyed the most, and ask questions about the characters. You can email us directly at exoplanetarymail at gmail.com. When you write... Please be sure to let us know whether or not you want us to say your name or any preferred pronouns. We may read these uh, on a future episode. We're finishing up recording the next episode, so that means I need to get back to editing. We'll be seeing you in the near future. Thank you very much. <laughs>